Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea... And I'm Steph. There you go again with the uh, singing intro. Oops, I did it again. Now we're getting some Britney. Free Britney. Yes. Hashtag free Britney. Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I wanted to actually start out, if it's okay with you, Andrea, um, reading a couple of reviews we've gotten recently. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. I like that you asked me for permission. Permission granted. <laughs> go <laughs> for right. it. So Bridgie H says, I love this podcast so much. It's been so fun catching up with all the exciting and funny episodes. Steph and Andrea always have such inspiring and hilarious stories of their travels, but also keep it real with contemporary topics and useful travel tips. Such an amazing podcast by two very educated and lovely ladies. Oh, this is the only time I feel like in my life I've been called inspirational. <laughs> so I really appreciate that review. I also think we do keep it real. That I do believe that I concur. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got another one from Duncan who says at a time when travel is very restricted, it's great listening to you girls talk about all things travel. I tune in weekly for the podcast. Thanks for the great content and the laughs. Oh, I mean, we, we get a lot of these reviews that always kind of say how like funny Steph and I are, which I mean, to be honest, I don't think Steph and I are that funny. So I appreciate these ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. it makes me smile. It does. Like, this is not a comedy podcast, guys. So no laughing. This is all serious business. No laughing mm-hmm. aloud. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> well, and on that note of very serious topics, that leads us into what we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. And this week is actually a listener request who comes from a listener. His name's Sam. Mm-hmm. And he says he's wondering if we could do an episode on the most idiotic things people in the travel industry have heard. Okay. So, yes. And he kind of gave an example. 
His partner worked at a hotel in Brisbane and someone absolutely lost their shit because they couldn't get to the Great Barrier Reef from the hotel. In Brisbane. Great Barrier Reef? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And that person had just come from Cairns, which is where the Great Barrier Reef is very accessible from. So so we're talking almost like assumptions when you go somewhere and lack of maybe, like in that case, it would be like not understanding geography really. Yeah. Right? I, I, when I was, I was mulling this over and I had a few come to mind and some of them are just things I thought wrong my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. things I thought were true that turned out not to be. And others were just, yeah, just a little bit of our own personal stupidity or lack of research. We all know that the amount of research I put into my travels is bare minimum. So I can relate to some of these for sure. Um, I mean, I, I'll just start off talking about geography. This That okay. actually re- reminded me of, and I'm sure I have talked about this before, we did an episode on losing your passport. And so for those of you maybe that haven't listened to, the, to that episode, so a few years ago, I was in Munich for Oktoberfest uh, with a couple friends of mine, and we had one too many steins the night before. I mean, I think we drank. I don't even, we don't even need to go into how much we drank. It was a lot. Uh, we woke up, our passports were gone. Uh, so my friend and I, we went to the Canadian consulate, which was in Munich, to sort it out. And, you know, we had said, can we get emergency passports? And the woman working said, no, you can't get that from a consulate that comes from the embassy. And I said, all right, well, where's the Canadian embassy? And she said, well, it's in Berlin. And so my friend and I said, ah, that's fine. All right, we'll just go to Berlin. You know, we'll just get on a train. Now, this is, Steph and I were talking about this before. We have like Canadian syndrome where everything outside of Canada, like countries and the size of them, you just assume are tiny because we come Mm -hmm. from such a big country. So in my mind, being over in Europe, I just assumed every country was teeny tiny and you could get to, you know, the next city over in like an hour on the train or something. So that was my assumption that I could get to Berlin the same day. And the woman just looked at me and she was like, I don't think you realize how big Germany is. And I'm like, oh, well, how far is how far is Berlin? She's like, it would take you about eight or nine hours to drive there from Munich. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, yeah, that was one of those stupid <laughs> moments where this woman was just like, who is this idiot in front of me that thinks that she can get to Berlin in like an hour's time and get an emergency passport? Um I mean, You're yeah, like, this is fine. This, I can totally fix this in the next hour. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have, yeah, again, I, I think now that I've lived over here for almost 10 years, I do, you know, I realize, especially the UK is quite a small country in terms of mm-hmm. landmass. If you look at a lot of other European countries, they are much bigger, much bigger than the UK. Yeah. <laughs> they are quite spacious. There is a lot of landmass and granted Canada and Australia, they're massive, but Yes. <laughs> it's still. Well, so that one actually isn't that far off from my big stupid. And this is one I don't even actually know if I've told anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was driving around the States for those months that I was there, I wasn't even originally planning on being in New Mexico, but I was driving one day and there was a sign that just said like Roswell, New Mexico that way. And I thought, oh, you right. know what? I'm, I'm going to go to Roswell. I'm going to see some alien shit. I'm going to do the whole alien thing. So I get in there and 
Roswell honestly is like this weird little town where every single store, like they are capitalizing on the alien shit. So I found a host on couch surfing, no problem. Ended up staying there. And the next morning I was like, okay, perfect. I am going to go to area 51 or see how close I can get before guards come and turn me away. Right. And go see where the mysterious aliens have landed. So wake up super early, pop it into my GPS, Area 51. It is like 1,400 kilometers from Roswell, New Mexico. (laughs) So so where is Area 51 then? Area 51, it turns out, is in Nevada. It's not even... New Mexico. Oh, wow. So you were not even close. No, not Why did even, you... and this was my plan for the day, and I was like, ooh, what am I doing now? Um, apparently, there's different areas. There's Area 51, there's Area 52, um, and as it turns out, Area 52 is in Roswell. So what's Area but 52? I have no idea, because I was so upset that it wasn't Area 51 that I didn't go. You, they must have this happen all the time, which is probably why they're capitalizing on this whole, like, alien, like, you know. They probably have tourists coming all the time thinking Area 51 is there. (laughs) You got duped. I know. I got duped hard. That's quite funny. I mean, that that reminds me of another one. Again, just not really like when we're talking about geography. When I went to Sri Lanka, I again assumed that it was like quite a small country that you could kind of jump around quite easily. Again, get on a train, be somewhere in an hour, two hours. So when my friend and I got there um, and we decided to go straight to Candy that day, like as we flew in, we're like, we'll go to Candy. It won't be that far. So we hired a driver just because the trains were already full. It was a five and a half hour drive. So imagine being on like a 17 hour flight, then getting into a car for five hours and we were winding up these hills and I was getting like completely car sick. My friend was like, and I was the one that kind of planned everything. And she Mm. was like, why the hell did you decide we were going to go to Candy first? A five-hour drive away. I'm like, well, I didn't know it was five hours. I thought it was like an hour. And I'm one of those people. Like, I'll look it up and I'll see like a distance in kilometers or miles. Like a visual. It kind doesn't. Of... Yeah, but it doesn't even equate to me. Like, I need like someone to tell me like this is how long it's gonna take in a in transport. Jeez. You know. So I'd seen it, but I'm like, ah, it can't be that far. Sri Lanka's not big. Sri Lanka's massive. Sri Lanka is not a small country. It is huge if you compare it to like a lot of other. I was going to say it probably looks small on a map in relative, like in relation to India. Sure. Right. But yeah, but that's, on the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I need to stop doing this again. Coming from, <laughs> you know, if you come from a country like Canada, Australia, Russia, right? Mm-hmm. You look yeah. at everything else and you're like, that's small. Surely that can we only big, take. We small. Yeah, that can only take like an hour to you know it's it's ridiculous so i need to stop doing this i mean i'm now living in a country where it takes i think it only takes like five or six hours to drive from one end to the other in the uk so like we are tiny but yeah guys sri lanka is not small <laughs> it's like it's pretty and that was the like, same when i went i went to borneo a few years ago not that i had any mishaps but again i just you know borneo is tiny borneo is not a small island it's massive it's a big island shared amongst three countries so i yeah i i need to stop doing this i need to learn how to equate kilometers and miles into 
time spent traveling Tra- time <laughs> yeah because i just don't uh, yeah and or i just need to get get a travel agent to plan all this stuff for me so yeah my time in Sri Lanka, yeah. like while it was great we did spend a lot of time driving around i mean we did that in iceland too <laughs> we like yeah but iceland's tiny though well we spent a lot of time driving for how small it is then <laughs> yeah i guess so i mean we didn't even see most of it did we didn't even see glacier while we were there my favorite thing I do is like every time someone posts a beautiful view in Iceland I tag Andrew and I'm like remember this and like because we didn't do any like we didn't see any of the like typical Iceland things no we saw Um, a lot of waterfalls yeah we saw a lot of waterfalls we chased a lot of waterfalls (laughs) shut up (laughs) I'm not having it today One that I had is, um, it's not so much distance, but temperatures. I'm really bad for this. Like you would think I'd learn my lesson, but the one that comes to mind first is that when I flew into South Africa, I landed in Joburg in the early morning and it was bloody cold. Mm -hmm. Like I had this perception that Africa is always hot. Yeah. A lot of people do though. I think I just grew up and you hear how hot it is in Africa. And I just, it was straight up kind of ignorance, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it was freezing. And of course I only had like t-shirts. I think I had one sweater that I lost in Africa. But um, I remember calling my mom and I was telling her like this was blowing my mind. And she's like, you know, you're as close to Antarctica as you can get right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. When you put it like that, yeah, it makes sense. It was in the negatives. It was freaking cold. Well, that's like, I feel like people think that about Australia. I remember when I first went to Australia, like 10 years ago, granted I was in Sydney, but Mm. which is pretty hot most of the time. But like where you live in Melbourne, in Victoria, it gets cold. (laughs) Yeah. You get winter. It's, it's, it snows here. We have ski, ski slopes. I remember a friend of mine that was from there. I, I met him years ago, but he was telling me how it snows and i'm like you guys get snow in australia he was like yeah (laughs) it does happen well and we also get we'll have like a lot of people coming over to visit and i've had tons of people message me and they're like hey like what do you think of my plan i'm gonna go while i'm there i'm gonna go to melbourne sydney brisbane uh cairns new zealand and i'm like wow that's an amazing trip how long are you coming for (laughs) they're like two weeks yeah Oh, I'm like, well, definitely start probably by cutting Melbourne out of that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't. Well, people do that with Canada as well. So I've got two weeks or I've got a week. Can I see uh, Toronto and Vancouver? I'm like, I mean, you could. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's not going to give you a lot of time, though. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they don't realize, again, how, yeah. how big yeah. it really is. Um, that reminded me, though, as well, when we were talking about Iceland. We didn't really take into consideration that we were there in the summertime mm-hmm. and how it stayed light out pretty much all night. And we had decided we were going to sleep in the Jeep that we rented. So we got sleeping bags. Yeah. And the first night we slept in the back of this Jeep and it just didn't get dark out. And it's not like we had curtains or tinted windows on any. <laughs> just... So we're just like laying there in broad daylight trying to sleep. Naturally, we didn't sleep, so it, it didn't help. Also, that I because I'm so cheap, I was like, we can just sleep in a regular jeep. We don't need to get a sleeper jeep, like a no. sleeper van. No. So this was just like a jeep. We were just sleeping in the back of a car, basically. <laughs> I thought you were gonna murder me, and the next day you're like, we are not doing that again. No, we got hotels after that. That were very expensive. That was, and that's why, guys, like, it's not like Steph and I, we just didn't want to spend a lot of money while we were there because it is very expensive. But I think we took it a little bit too far. The irony is, in hindsight, if we just planned to stay at like basic places, I could have gotten a way cheaper, still though, rental car. (laughs) Yeah. We still paid a premium for the Jeep. But, and another thing in Iceland, so. I'm pretty sure, I don't know why, but so we get the Jeep, we start driving. There's a GPS that comes with it. The Jeep and <laughs> the Jeep oh. and the GPS are both in miles. Yeah. So we're driving, well, I'm driving and we're going up and down the highways and it was 80 <laughs> for a while. And I'm like, 80 miles? Like, I love Iceland. And then it gets to 90. So I like speed up to 90 miles an hour. <laughs> And I'm like, I actually feel like I am driving a little too fast. It was, like it was like, and if anyone's ever driven in Iceland, like you're on rocky roads, like it's not just some like straight highway. You're like whipping around small corners and stuff. And I was like holding on to the side of the door. It's like we were in like a speed racer and the car is like going over bumps. And I swear, like the wheels are coming off the ground and I'm like, Steph, you're going pretty fast, aren't you? She's like, well, no, I'm going to speed limit. So we just thought when, Iceland. When just... I'm when I'm concerned about how fast I'm going, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. But I was like one of those old ladies just like literally holding on to, for dear life. And I'm like, all right. And Steph's like, well, I've got to go to the speed limit. You well, can't slow traffic and, down. I'm like, there's no traffic. <laughs> and, then we, and then we pulled over and we looked it up. We're like, okay, is Iceland miles or is it kilometers? Yeah. And they operate in kilometers. I just don't... I'm assuming they must have just bought this vehicle from the States. And yes. So we They were set actually... the GPS to match the vehicle. But yeah. I was like, why didn't the guy tell us when he showed us the vehicle? So we were actually going like, what? Like 150 or something. Yeah. So 90 miles an hour is 145 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So we were on a 90 kilometer an hour and I was going 145. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> down like again guys these are like small little windy roads in rocky terrained areas some of it anyways it was terrifying and and there weren't really that many cars either on the road so we weren't like steph wasn't you know driving at the same speed yeah. as them she was kind of like we're I, kind of on our own yeah i love though i will say i do love that i have friends who are like well this feels a little unsafe but i'm just gonna go with it yeah well that was me i mean that was oh. quite funny but yeah so yeah never assume that uh where you're going is in the same <laughs> i don't know it doesn't matter i'm not gonna give a life lesson yeah terrifying yeah and then so and then going back to the weather in south africa i mean i've had this happen everywhere i touched down in india monsoon season egypt ramadan during a heat wave why haven't i learned like look up know. the weather I feel yeah. like because I book things too spontaneously that I don't want to look up the weather because I'm going whether I know or not. One that came to mind just now is when I went, this is, this is like one of the dumbest things, I think anyways. But granted, I know other people that have thought this as well. When I went to Tanzania and I was doing safari, I thought I would see tigers. <laughs> really? <laughs> they don't have tigers in Africa. <laughs> tigers are, no. like tigers in, are India. in India. I know. I know that now. I know that now. You know why? What? Why are they called I, King of the Jungle I, though? Or is that? I was a gonna lion? say. I, be, I bet a lot of people have that. I bet a lot of people think that. Yeah, I did. I mean, and not like this. Like I knew tigers were in India. I did know that, but I just thought yeah. there was other types of tigers in Africa. Like they have, you know, Indian yeah. elephants and African elephants. So it's not like I didn't know they were in India. But and I remember we got there, and our tour guide was like, "We don't have tigers here." Oh, but God. it's confusing, you know, the whole like lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Oh, well, my. No, you would never see a lion. Andrea, and a are tiger. there bears in Africa? Are there? I don't know. I didn't see <laughs> I any on know, safari. <laughs> I don't know. I, I bet you there's not. There's no bear species in Africa. So what? Why did they? What's the deal with lions and tigers and bears? Oh, my. Where the fuck does that come from? They're not even on the same continent. Lions are in Africa. Bears are in North America and tigers are in India. Asia, Asia. <laughs> they're, they're trying to make us little globalists oh. from a young age. <laughs> you can see where my confusion well, came. And one from. thing I learned this past year, I think I've mentioned it, is that there's no penguins in the Arctic. <laughs> True, I thought that. Like, yeah, there's only polar bears in the Arctic and penguins in Antarctica. Imagine going to the Arctic and you go specifically to see penguins, <laughs> and it's your disappointment. When you find out that they aren't there. Same with the guy that went to Brisbane looking for the Great Barrier yeah. Reef and losing your mind because there's no penguins. Same with going to and Africa then... and not seeing any tigers. The things you learn, eh? I know. Live and learn. Well, That's what Steph and I are here for, guys. If you're going to Africa on safari, there are no tigers. And there's no bears in Africa either. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Um, well, it's funny enough. My next one involves, I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't actually know if it's an animal. It's definitely a living creature. Um, <laughs> so May of last year, I was on a trip with a few girlfriends in New South Wales back when we were allowed to go to New South Wales mm -hmm. and we were going up for a long weekend, booked like a fishing charter, um, kind of the ones where there's a guy on a boat and he supplies you with all the rods and everything you need and they kind of teach you how to fish and, and it was a, a, we're having an amazing day and then we get into this one area and there's a million jellyfish in the water it was incredible 
And they were the kind of like small, the size of your hand clear jellyfish. And my girlfriend just like scoops one out and picks it up. And we're like, whoa. And we look at the guy and we're like, can you hold these jellyfish? He's like, oh, yeah, you can definitely hold these ones. Like they won't sting you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Mistake number one. Just don't believe people when they tell you this. Mistake number one. Don't hold a fucking jellyfish. Well, I'm putting this on you. That was mistake number two for me because I then proceed to scoop into the water and pick up one of the jellyfish and hold it. And I'm looking at it's crazy. It's the coolest thing. And I'm looking at it close up. It was incredible. And then, you know, a second later, because you don't want to keep it out of the water too long. I put it back in the water. Go about my day. About a week later, my hand is like something out of a horror movie. (laughs) It was just like getting rashy and welty and all kinds of disgustingness that if you saw someone with a hand, you'd go, go, like, I don't want to ask, but something happened to her. And I couldn't figure out what it was, too. I was like, did I switch my laundry detergent? Like, what? What am I reacting to here? And again, Mama Bear comes in with the handy tip of, didn't you hold a jellyfish last week? Yeah, but wouldn't you feel it sting you at the time? People have been stung by a jellyfish. Like, they feel it. I've seen, I've been with someone that's been stung by one. Yeah, well, they, this, like, these jump ones are about the, the size of your palm. They're not big, and they weren't the kinds with tentacles either. As it turns out, as I learned in hindsight, these jellyfish do, in fact, sting. What he likely meant when he said that is they aren't venomous. Oh, interesting. So they weren't going to poison us or, you know, cause serious harm, but they definitely, they definitely sting. Upon inspection of my hand, I had, you could see, like actual stings in, like inside my hand and I had to do a self-operation to get each one out or I would keep getting all rashy like over and over and over so never assume you can hold a jellyfish is what you're saying yeah who knew like who I mean I would have known not to hold a jellyfish I didn't I thought what? it was I'm not from here I'm from freshwater areas <laughs> like, this whole ocean thing is foreign to me did you pee on your hand? Nah. Nah. It was a week later. I'm not just going to get pee on my I hand mean, if I get a rash at home. I'm putting that up there with the same stupidity level as me thinking there was tigers in Africa. Yeah, that's probably You held fair. a jellyfish. Yeah, I did. I got a really cute photo of it, though. <laughs> Worth it? <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Um, not that I can relate to holding a venomous fish. That's probably a good thing. Um, but this actually, I don't know why this sort of tied it in when we first came to London, not when we moved here, but when we first came here just on vacation Mm -hmm. and the first two nights, I think your cousin had offered us a place to stay. So we had booked a hostel, but he was like, Hey, come stay with me. Like I can get you a bit settled and give you like, you know, some maps and stuff to use while you're here. This is way back in the day before there was like Google maps. (laughs) Yeah. And So I remember coming over to London and I was thinking like, as soon as I get off the train, I'm going to see Big Ben and the London Eye (laughs) and Buckingham Palace. And it's going to be all like, you know, proper English. And there'll be like, you know, men on the streets wearing like top hats. And okay, didn't go that far. But I remember we went straight from the airport, got on the train to where your cousin lived. He said, all right, get off at this stop. Your cousin lives in Peckham. For anyone that knows London or South London, so I live in South London now, 
we walked out and Peckham is like a thriving sort of like hipstery, like markety area. And we walked out and there was just like fishmongers everywhere. There was people, just people everywhere, like walking up and down the street. There was music playing. It was super loud. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, are we in London? Is yeah. this like this is not London from the movies no. London. And it felt very overwhelming. There was a lot of smells and sights and sounds. And yeah, it was just quite funny where I just assumed like, oh, I'd walk off a train and you know, your your cousin like lived in the London Eye or something. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, after living here for so long, like you realize how dense and big London is and you know nobody lives around those areas really I think people do have that perception though that if you live in like for example I had a girlfriend visit me here last year and I live in the inner west of Melbourne Mm -hmm. so it takes me about it's about four kilometers right into the CBD like down into the core yeah and afterwards after she went home or something I don't remember how it came up but I said something about Melbourne she's like yeah but you don't really live in Melbourne and I was like, excuse me? Like, yeah. I literally live in, like, the inner suburbs. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you don't really live in Melbourne. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I don't live in, like, Fed Square, like, the big central. <laughs> like, that's not... But that is, I think, when pe- people get to a big city, they just imagine you live, like, boom, right well, there where no one can afford. <laughs> and that's... Well, that's the thing with London. Like, people don't realize that where you know it's not it's so dense it's not like it's not even like a city like new york like new york people like live and work in manhattan right it's like my colleagues in new york they can walk to work they can walk there in like 20 minutes in london it takes me 45 minutes to get into work into central london from where i live now when i tell my friends that don't live in london they're like so you live out outside of london you live in the suburbs i'm like no no no. i live in london and they're like but how could it take you 45 minutes i'm like because that's that's London that like nobody lives in that. I mean, some people do live in the central area, but those are people that have a lot of money. So yeah, it's like you said, I mean, there's, there are some cities that have that sort of downtown. That's the other thing. People come to London and they're like, so where's the downtown area? I'm like, we don't have a downtown. It's not a thing. There's central London and then like greater London, which is like where everyone lives. I just remember the first time, yeah, walking off that train and the first place yeah. I ever came to in London was Peckham in South London, which, what an experience. And now I don't live that far from there. Peckham's great. Everyone should go to Peckham, but... <laughs> Not what you're expecting your first time there. No. Nope. Good times, good times. Well, I love that this episode was inspired by a listener's story, and I want to hear more listeners' stories. Like, what little misconceptions did you have that when you got somewhere, you were like, ooh, not what I was expecting. Yeah, that's fine. You guys can make fun of us, but this is how you learn through traveling, right? Yeah. And we're here to tell you, if you want to go to Africa, there's no tigers. (laughs) Just remember that. (laughs) I'm going to put that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) No tigers in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks all for listening. Thanks, guys. And you have a great week. And we'll see you next week. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the Shit 
I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyler Tsinas. I'm Khaled Sinas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.